Um, you were late. <laughs> 45 minutes late you were. Unbelievable. Well, that's not what happened. Sat we, here waiting. We didn't agree a time. You said about one. Sure. And then I realised I was going to be late. Yeah. And you did message me and say I'm going to be late. Yeah, three minutes At one o'clock. <laughs> Should we record a proper intro? No, this is the proper intro. This is an awful intro. It's you chewing through everything. Would you like some wasabi peas with you? No, not until afterwards. They're quite spicy. I'm a professional. I'm not chewing. This episode... We talked about uh, the more history of Vidyakums. Yeah, this is pretty much the last one because we've kind of we've got up to the fifth generation era, which starts using live, like actual proper tracks. So after this, the difference between them is not much. So we're back on the floor, William. Back on the floor. Back to life and back to L3. Yes. Yeah. That's the one. It's back to bed. Back to reality, isn't it? No. Is it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> oh, never mind about a cat's penis. Back to bed. Back to reality. Or is it, or is it back it's to back to life. life. Okay. Right. Let's move on. Back to bed. I guess that would make sense. What? So you're saying the dream world it's is the reality. reality. Yeah. I thought uh, that was the lyrics. Yeah. It's not like I ever listened to that song. It's much more conceptual than the, the, the actual lyrics. Yeah. Back to life. Back, hey, hey, we could call the section back to life, back to virtual reality. Am I right? Uh, yeah, if you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> what do we? What do we do first? Normally, we talk about this part in time in games. That's what we usually do. Yeah, uh, and then we talk about what we've played this week. Yeah, month. It's been a month, I think. Oh, it's been ages. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's your fault. It is my fault. Yeah. yeah. I was like William. Come round to a podcast, and you're all like, "No, I wasn't free that day, was I? No, that was a, you asked me to come round on a Thursday, and then I was going away for the whole weekend on the Friday, and I hadn't got anything sorted, and I wanted to do stuff. You were composing. And I didn't want to see song. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. I had a haircut specifically for you to come round, and you you said <laughs> no. Uh, I still haven't finished that track. I said I was going to finish. Oh, God, I'm trying so to you didn't even do I, what you. Oh. No, but oh, if I could finish it. Before this podcast goes out and then pop it on the podcast. But isn't it for someone else? You're allowed to do that? No, the track I'm doing is for me. Oh, I thought you were still working on the other one. No, I finished that one. Um, But for that one, I can post up, I imagine I can post up the bit that I did, just the strings. So for that one was uh, an amateur wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) Alex Jones? Maybe, yeah. (laughs) He needs intro music, so another composer wrote the intro music, but didn't have any string libraries. So asked me, could I run these MIDI files through? And turn them into strings and make it sound all like big and orchestral and Spider-Man kind of stuff. You showed me it. It sounded like a, like a movie trailer. Yeah, which is good. I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, the one I'm doing at the moment is I'm trying to recreate the theme music to the BBC version of Narnia. Okay. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> because it's one of those programs that I watched growing up, like loads, and just wore out the tapes on them. Yeah. That kind of thing. And I really, I really like the theme, the intro music. And I thought, oh, I wonder, wonder how he wrote that, because there's no sheet music or anything around. So I'm trying to get it all by ear and pick out every single instrument and every single like variation they're doing on all of it. Have you? Uh, is this an old BBC, like 50s BBC? 50. No, um, 80s. I don't know why I went that far back. Yeah, 80s, 90s. Well, I think maybe it was made in 88 when I was born. Yeah. But yeah, I watched it, and it's very. It's got like a big anima like puppet Aslan walking along that looks awful I can imagine <laughs> looks awful but looks really scary as well yeah but I yeah, I really like this like a, a never ending story all and of that, that giant stuff giant dog thing oh yeah 
Aslan. No. <laughs> Falcor. Well, Aslan's going to be like God in this. It was all Christian. That's that's the weird thing about the Chronicles of Narnia, isn't it? It's got this really weird Christian undertone. Yeah, it's not even undertone. It's just like overtone. This <laughs> this is heaven, yeah. and or this is the entrance to heaven. And I think in the last book, um, Susan doesn't get to go to heaven. Oh, because she the, you know, there's this big battle at the end. So they haven't made a series of this one, but Susan everyone dies in the battle, and what actually happens is actually a train crash in real life. Wait, wait, wait. I'm so. so- there's a big battle in Narnia, so they're all on heaven. a train. Uh, Narnia's not quite heaven, it's like the purgatory. step to heaven. Purgatory? Purgatory. Oh, purgatory. Um, yeah, almost. Limbo. It's like the, yeah, it's limbo, it's like the next bit there, but there's a big battle in Narnia, and it's the final battle and the huge like end of the world sort of thing, but they get sucked into it while they're on a train, and basically it's a train crash. They have died, they do this huge battle, they all go to heaven, except for Susan, because she wears makeup and likes boys. What a a brilliant story. She doesn't go to heaven because of that. Anyway, this part of time in games. What have you been playing? Um, I have been playing... I plugged in the RetroPie. Oh, yeah. That's what I've been playing. So I've been playing nothing modern at all. I set up the RetroPie and I had it all set up before, but it wasn't... uh, I tried to update it and then it moaned that I didn't have the latest version, so it refused to update anything. Did it actually moan? It physically moaned at you? Yeah, it went, no, I'm not doing that. Fuck off. It'd be so good if computers were that aggressive. And but so I had just reinstalled everything, set it up at home, and now I've got it hooked up to my because I've got the Pi Two, which doesn't have um, wireless internet on it, Wi-Fi. So I have to hook up to the Ethernet. But once it's on the network, then I can like SSH into it or uh, get the FTP thing up and just put the ROMs on there. Do you want to explain those um, magical acronyms? I don't. I can't remember what SSH means. Super super hot. Somewhat. It means something. You just access the. Pi via the like command line or the terminal on a okay. Mac. Um, so then you can just transfer files over from your PC onto it. And that's how you get the ROMs onto it. Oh, okay. But I've got the SNES on there and the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color specifically. So I've just started playing. This is one thing I wanted to talk about. So I've started playing Link's Awakening again. Ah, uh, yeah. you Because we talked about that on the last episode when I we talked we, about... Yeah. And was that when the trailer came out? What, what trailer? Ah, so the trailer. So Link's Awakening, the Game Boy version, is being remade for the uh, for the Switch. Oh. Have you not seen the trailer? No. Oh. Well, I, I won't ask for your opinion on it then. Well, why don't we just watch it now? Yeah, we can watch it now. So I have opinions. Did you play the original? Oh, it already says not actual gameplay, William. I don't trust it. It's all hand-drawn. This bit's the intro to the game um, on the Game Boy. Oh. Did you play the Game Boy one? Not really. I know it's all top down and, and yeah. um, what is it? Uh, what's that bloody good game? Binding of Isaac oh, okay. yep. is essentially the same game but like procedurally generated and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so that bit I don't like. <laughs> what, the, the weird sexual noise that Link always makes? <laughs> There's an egg on top of a mountain, William. That is the windfish. <laughs> I love the history of Legend of Zelda. What a song. Oh, wow. So I think it looks amazing. Yeah, it does. It looks lovely. It's just all circular, isn't it? Like all Nintendo games. There's no sharp edges to anything. Even a square has got rounded (laughs) edges on every Nintendo game. Oh, look, they've done... Sidey bits and that. 
That's one of the bosses. Big jelly thing. Is that its and name? That is Marin's song. Oh, all sad. Yeah. But that is one, I've talked about that on the podcast before. It's like that one song where I'd hold the Game Boy up to my ear and listen to that bit of music. Oh, you and Sam would just yeah. gather around your Game Boy. <laughs> and, but I played it to Rachel last night because I was playing this on the, um, on the Pi, but the Game Boy Color version. And I was like, oh, listen to this. And then when I was playing it, I realized, no, she's just listening to like some beeps. And there's no attachment on nostalgia version. She's just like, eh, yeah. Oh, what? What's this, William? It's, right. it's three tracks. It's just one, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, it's no harmony or anything. It's just one track. Ah, oh, but the composing in it, I do like. I do love because uh, uh, the Zelda that I'm attached to is the Ocarina of Time. Um, yeah, I, tr- so I tried playing that one modern, like on a 3DS, but yeah. I didn't get on with it. But I think that's because I didn't like the 3DS oh. and the console. I, I didn't get on with that at all. Which 3DS did you play? Did oh. you play the? Because there's an XL which is a little bit better because no. it's bigger. No, I had the small one, and it was just it felt cheap and or I sold it after a month. Didn't like it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I quite like it. Yeah. I like the, uh, I like all the gimmicks of Nintendo for some reason. Hmm. And my point with that was yes, I didn't like the music on that trailer at all because they've made it too modern. Not modern. I wonder what they're going to do with the actual game, like um, with the music. I wonder how they're going to rearrange everything. But that to me sounded way too twee and happy and everything's really bright and colourful. Why are yeah. you laughing at? Well, because the, the, it's fucking Legend oh. of Zelda. What? I know, but I didn't get that from playing the Game Boy game. I didn't get that kind of, I guess, because I played it in black and white originally. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get all this. Like, and you were a child. And I was a child, but I didn't get that it was bright and colourful and like, yeah, hey, it's all happy. Yeah, because it was like, oh, monochrome. He's washed up on the draw and now he's got to fight all these monsters and it was way more kind of yeah epic, I suppose, than... Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Uh, and listening back, playing it again last night, even it does sound the music on the original is more dark. Yeah, yeah, and I just maybe I don't know. Maybe. But is that the limitations of the of the the sounds that they had to choose from? They, well, they no, couldn't I... have nice paddy sounds, could they? No, but I don't know. I'm just saying. I think that trailer music could be. I don't know. I just didn't like the music. Oh. Didn't like the instrumentation. Is it the same man? Is the same man still alive? I have no idea. Man slash woman? I don't know. Oh. Do you know who it is? Mm, No, I should do. Shall we look it up? Yes. And Kuzei Ishikawa. For whom it was their first... Oh, the first thing they did. And it became that iconic. That's cool. That's pretty amazing. Oh, in fact, my friend, who I mentioned on uh, a podcast before, Deflux, Nick, told me to watch a good thing that I forgot to link you. <laughs> yes. It's about uh, video game music yeah. by Red Bull. Red Bull. Yeah, it's it's basically... Oh, Red the, Bull is in the drink and they... They I've did a documentary. Yeah, I haven't watched it. No subtitles. Right. You can put on closed captions, yeah. but there's no subtitles. Everyone speaks in Japanese. Oh, okay. I, you didn't explain that bit. Unbelievable. You just said no subtitles. So I don't need subtitles. You do? <laughs> if they're speaking Japanese, Japanese people. Sure. Ridiculous. Are you going to have to get someone to make some no, subtitles? No, no, no. You could just put on closed captions. Apparently. I don't but, know. I don't know. Like cl- oh, okay, yeah. That makes sense. Because closed captions are the subtitles, but they're YouTube's version. So it's not built into the... Yeah, it's not someone translating it. Yeah. Silly business. Uh, I should have watched that before we did this, but uh, I didn't. Uh, but you were playing Pokemon as well, weren't you? Yellow. A little bit. That brought back a lot of nostalgia. But, How far did you get? Um, oh, not far at all. I was just wandering around the town. Oh, 
Yeah, I didn't go far because then Did I you started playing Pidgey? Zelda. Nope, started playing Zelda, and then I was up till two thirty playing um, Super Mario, and I got stuck on a bit. I had to look up a YouTube thing how to help me. I was sitting there for twenty minutes trying to work it out. Surely, it, it's just your skill level on a Mario game. No, there was a puzzle. You're in a mysterious forest, Ooh. just like in Zelda. Ooh. All these bloody mysterious forests. We're in a mysterious forest. You should put some folio over it. I should do. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to try and make an effort with this one to have way more stuff going. Did you on listen to anything that I told you to listen to? This paranormal life. No. <sighs> I've got time. Okay. There's time. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So we're you're in a, we're in a magical dark forest. Yeah. And you do a level, and then you go to the next bit. You do that level, and that was quite hard. Then you go to the next bit, and then it loops round. You know, on Mario, like each bit shows a new the pipes. Level. Um. No, not the pipes, just on the, you've got the, like, the overworld map. Yeah, yeah. And each bit joins up. So when you do that level, the new level then appears in front of you and you yeah. go to that one. Yeah. Then it just looped around and I was stuck in the forest on the overworld map and couldn't work out how to get out. But you have to have a certain suit and on one of the certain levels, go down a pipe and you'll see, ah, oh, there's a key. And you have to have like a suit where you can do the spinny stuff. Or you have to be big Mario. Okay. And you have to spin and break these blocks, get the key, and it unlocks the path to the next bit. How on earth do people know how to do that pre-internet? Because you would have gone down random pipes. Because not all like there's barely any pipes that you can go down. So you test them out and you would have gone down there, seen there's a key. I love that noise that it makes when he goes down a pipe. I can't do no, it with my no, voice. I was leaving a gap to insert it there. Oh, right, no, <laughs> don't bother. I've done it perfectly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you would go down pipes, you'd see a key, see a hole, and be like, oh, I need to get the key. Oh, but I can't smash the blocks. Okay, I need to be big. Oh, but okay. It took me ages. But I, what I really like about the pie is it's a little bit cheaty. You can save state you and You can stuff. save states. Yeah. yeah. So if you die, you just go back to that save state. So I'm saving all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because so, you can you can assign it to a button as well, can't yeah. you? Yeah, so I've got like 50 lives at the moment because I haven't died once apparently on the game. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm that good. Stupid game. Yeah. Ah. But that's what I've been playing this week. I don't think I've played anything else, apart from Transistor on the iPad, which is pretty cool. The, uh, this is the one you told me by the makers of Bastion. Bastion, which is a PS4 title? Um, It was an everything. PC, PS4, it came out on everything. Okay, cool. I think Transistor has done the same thing. Um. And, but Bastion had really, really good music and had a really cool voiceover throughout the whole thing. Yeah. This one, kind of the same thing, but okay. completely different setting. So futuristic city and you've got a sword that talks to you and your <laughs> name is Red and you're escaping the city because something's happened. I can't work out what's going on yet, but you, it's not turn-based. So you can run around and hack and slash things, Yeah. but you can press a button to then plan out your next move around the enemies. So that's quite an interesting concept. Okay. So you press the button, and you're here, everything freezes, and you say, right, I'm going to move to there next, and you only have a certain amount of, like, movement. Now, what have you been playing? Let's go on to what have you been playing. I have been playing, William! Not too much. Uh, (laughs) No, I've been playing, because... You've got a VR game to show me. Have I? Yes. Uh, It was a demo that I was only playing, but then I I bought the full title, because it was only $3.99, and I didn't Mm. actually realise that it was even out on it, if I'm honest. When a game, when a VR thing has a demo, I'm always like, right, the full game must not be out yet then, so I'll just play the demo until the full game's out. Because there's been a few games, like Wrench, I've told you about that one. Yeah, I suck at that. Are you sure you know what wrench is? Wrench the car. Yeah, how yeah. can you suck at it? Well, I can't put anything together. It doesn't fit. <laughs> it gives you a tutorial <laughs> how to do it. Well, maybe it didn't pay that much attention. And just like to... going, I can't make a microwavable meal. I can't do it. I just, every time I go to pierce the top of it, I'd miss with the fork. 
It's not. I'm stand, using the plastic one. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, anyway, the wrench is an engine building game. A game is a bit of a stretch. Tutorial. It's an engine building experience. It's really cool though, because yeah. I wanted to know about how to build cars. Is the full game out yet? No. The... Right. This was your point. Sorry, you, you point carry was. on. I don't even. Did I have a point? Yeah. Full whenever, games. Demos. Demos. Whenever there's a demo of a game, I'm always like, oh, well, the full title must not be out yet. And this siege demo is out, and I was like, oh, I'll wait until the full game is out, and then uh, and then I just I just searched and it is out. So. Um, um, so I bought that just now, in for fact. For Yes, just yeah. before you came out. Round, out, round, round, out. And uh, <clears> it's <throat> an archery game, and it, it's, that's it. I've just described it to its fullest capacity. And it's co-op. Yes, which I haven't played co-op yet. Um, but you, it's got like a defend the castle mode. So there's castles, not castles, people, skeletons, men running towards you, and you shoot them. And it's good as well, actually, because the lab has a very similar thing. So the lab... That was my favourite game on the lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my parents' favourite game on the lab. To the point where, as a joke Christmas present, I bought them a bow and arrow. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was a very good Christmas present. Yeah. They disagreed. No, I'm joking. (laughs) No, 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 no. yeah. uh, Your mother shot your father. Yeah, bleeding, and he will never walk again. Um... Um, no, it had suckers on the end of it, so uh, they I couldn't do any damage. I used to have those as a kid. Oh no, this was a proper one. Oh, okay. Like, it, like could, you Not probably you could get. do some damage with the suckers. Not the type you get from you go to a castle as a kid and you buy that wooden sword and the wooden bow and arrow and you go... And yeah, yeah. On. I love those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the lab is um, that Steam demo thing. It's Steam's version of like, look what the VR can do. And it's much better than the Oculus demo thing because it's actually got games on it. Whereas the Oculus first touch, first contact yeah. is good, but it's not really a game, is it? You can't get a high score or do anything like that. No, you just, it teaches you how to use it, I think. Yeah, so it's like, look, you, you press these to pick yeah. things up. No, not that button. No, not that button. No, come on, there's two <laughs> triggers. Pull the, no, not that one. Ah! Sorry, that's the frustration I have whenever I'm showing anyone the Oculus. Well, it's because it's got the weird trigger that's sort of down there. Yeah. Whereas most people want to press that one to get Yeah, they things. do. Yeah, but yeah. then you go, no, not that one, the other one. And then you specifically hold their finger and push it and go, look, can you feel the difference between this and that one? They go, no. yes. No, they say yes. Okay. And you go, good. You, you've got the grips of this now. Grip. See? Grip is what it is. It's the grip button. It's right? the grip. Yep. Yeah. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah. And then they pull the fucking trigger again. And uh, <laughs> I want to throw them out the window. Not the controller. Them. I want them specifically to be thrown out of my house keep the never return though. yes yeah. they're vital to the to the oculus system um anyway yeah so the lab has this game mode where defend the castle there's a door and uh little tiny black men not racist little tiny literally black men uh run at the the, the door might want to remove that bit run at the door and you have to shoot them with the bow and arrow and um they die and explode turn into glass and go and then you, you that's it and the whole game is just waves of men coming at you and you have to kill them and then and then there but it's really cartoony whereas yeah. the siege one is really realistic so you have a full body and you look down oh look i'm wearing leather gloves i'm wearing yep. some chainmail i did see that on the screen it looked very very good yeah yeah and for 3.99 actually i'm actually really impressed at how nice it looks it looks really high quality how many how does it work with levels how many levels and stuff are there is it just the one castle yes there's two separate levels you've got the siege mode or the Mm -hmm. castle mode where people run at you the the whole point before I went on the tangent was it's realistic so when the people Mm -hmm. run towards you you can hit them in different places and then they turn into physics 
<laughs> they turn into dummies. Okay. It's not just, uh, you know, like you shoot them and they fall down and die. Yeah. If you get them in the head, they, bam, oh, they took a hit to the head and then they fall down. And then uh, if you hit them in the shoulder or whatever, and yeah, yeah, I, I find that very satisfying yeah. when games... Think about that. Yeah, yeah, they let you do that. Um, oh, of course, of course, ring me now. Ring me right now. We should have your phone, I'm bloody silent. But, uh, uh, so there's that mode. And um, I've only played. I've actually played it once before you came <laughs> round. Um, and uh, there's people coming at you, and you've got a few different arrow types, which is quite cool as well. Also, on the lab, you can just uh, infinitely pull the bow, and yeah. then you it, uh, an arrow appears. Yeah. This game, you have to pull an arrow off of your back Ooh, like from that. the quiver. Oh, yeah. What a good word, eh? Quiver. What I liked in the in the lab one was that you could set the arrows on fire. Yes, on that this one cool you can one. do that as well. Ooh. But then there's two other arrow types. Yeah. There's a bomb arrow which you have to set on fire and then it explodes. Okay. Very satisfying. Yeah. You find a group of men. If you don't shoot it, will it explode? No. Would you, okay. You, when you said shoot, you mean if you don't put it on fire? No, I mean if you don't release the arrow. If you put it on fire, but no, don't no, 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 it. it explodes on impact. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It, it, you light it and then go. Where am I shooting? And then blow yourself up. That doesn't happen. Okay. Um, and then the other type of arrow is a. Um, I don't know what to call it. So you fire it, and then wherever it lands, mm-hmm. some men behind you go. Oh, fire! And then they shoot a catapult, <laughs> a big catapult, and then that explodes. Oh. So it's like a modern day in the no, it's an olden day uh, nuke strike. Yeah, sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I don't know what you'd call it. No, but you explained it. Uh, did I? We know, well, yeah. I don't know what to call it, though. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, there so, is a word for those types of things. It's the same like on the old Call of Duty games where you say... Hey, hey, fire! Cause that sounds... yeah, it'll be that, and now I'm going to chop that bit up, right. put it there, oh. and then put the sounds afterwards. And keep this in as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> so it's got that mode, and you can do that co-op. Which I haven't done, but sounds great fun, surely. Yep. And and also, um, the co-op, you see the person stood next to you. Ah, uh, that's good. Yeah, so you're not like on separate planes or whatever. And, and yeah, we should play it together. We should. Where are we going now? <laughs> well, that's is that everything? We've covered all the stuff that we no. have played? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think we covered anything. No, the stuff that we've played. We covered the stuff we played. Okay. We? Uh, Siege is apparently the only thing I've played. Oh, and also I'm sick of Derail Valley. Let's, let's get that out there. But you were so excited for it last oh, time. Fucking shit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you were having a great time last time, you, and then you said, "Oh, they fixed all the bugs now. It's amazing." Oh God, they haven't though, have they? I don't know. I don't have it. Oh, don't ever get it. Okay. <sighs> Fucking ridiculous. What if the developer hears this? Is there anything you'd like to say? <laughs> yeah, fix the fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong Apparently, with it it's a team of like five people though, so I can't really be that angry at them. Yeah. I don't know. Just like you know, bugs like it, it, like game breaking bugs. Like oh, okay. oh, the train might suddenly just derail. Even though, like, and and also... That's a hidden feature. (laughs) It's not a hidden feature, it's in the (laughs) fucking title. Um, But, like, the thing with it is, you've got a job to do. That job may, in real time, take an hour to do. Right. Imagine spending an hour doing something, being ten minutes away from finishing it, and then your train derails. And that's it. You can't, like, save state, go back to, like, 20 minutes ago when you were fucking rinsing it. No. No. You have to start again. Go, oh, go back. Go back to the fucking village and get the trains. And no. No, I'm not doing that anymore. (laughs) Five yeah. times that happened to me. Yeah. Oh, sick of it. Yeah. I've not played it since. I'm not going to play it no. at all. No. No. Not after that lovely review. 
Well, that's a shame because it had potential. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. seems a lot of this VR stuff has potential. Don't say that. But it does. Yeah, it has it does. Potential, and then it never. Maybe it's just our expectations. But no, if it's game breaking bugs, then that's not our expectations. That's just uh, talking of shit. potentials. Here's another thing I played. I won't go on and that means tangents. Last okay. night I played the re- uh, the Rec Room. I played Rec Room. Which yep. is uh, for the listener. Rec room is I call it the Wii Sports of the Oculus world. It's like <laughs> a you know like a load of mini games. It's like this. It's it's almost really fun. Apart from the games are shoddy. Like none of the games are fun to play. You're like oh wow this sounds like it would be a good Paintball idea. Paintball is very fun to play. No because Pavlov is exists. <laughs> like why would I play a child's version of Call of Duty when I could play Call of Duty? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not good enough. <sighs> I think it... No, I think Rec Room is good enough because it's free. Yeah, that is one of the good things. And the interactability is always good. Yeah, and being able to see the other person over there and throwing basketballs and pouring water on your head. I like all that bit. Yeah. Although, children, mate. Yeah. It's just so many of them. Oh, yeah. And then Yesterday, you get, like, us 30-year-old men I know, in there. that's the weird thing as well. It's like, I'm like, I'm more than double your age possibly three times your age and you're throwing darts at my face and i'm not allowed to swear at you (laughs) you little cunt (laughs) yesterday some kids just came up to me and went how do i say your name is it loadings my name's loddins okay and i was like no and he was like loddins and i went yeah and he went i feel threatened by you and just ran off (laughs) so then i just went right because what's good about the vr is you can lean into people's faces (laughs) And I just leant into his face and just went, Do you feel threatened now? <laughs> I don't want to play VR with you ever again. <laughs> I do. That's a horrible thing to do. But the other thing about Rec Room yep. is me and my mate Ash, we were playing, we were like, what should we play? Let's play bowling. That might be fun. Oh, was that in there? Yeah, there's loads of new games, by the okay. way. They've updated it loads. It's like a 30 gig game now. Anyway, bowling, all the lanes were taken up. In a virtual world. It's unbelievable! <laughs> it's like, do we have to book a lane? No, mate, we're too busy, sorry. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? No, no, you can't come in. No. Oh, you need to wear special shoes as well. Yeah. <laughs> Take them off. Get out! No, stop running down there! <laughs> <laughs> Just knocking over the pins with your hands, kicking Can you get them in over. the way of everyone else? No, you, you, it, you, can't, you, can't, um, you can't teleport onto the lanes. Oh. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense that it's full. Uh, when I say full as well... One game was happening, right? And you couldn't use any of the other lanes. Are to... they just there for show? Yes. <laughs> Ridiculous. So yeah. yeah, virtual reality's got a way to go, I guess. No, it hasn't. It's... It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I just don't want to admit it. History of video game music. We're carrying on with that, and we are on to what's called the fifth generation. Era. Gen five. Yeah. Which is the best one? Well, it's the one that introduces the amazing startup sounds. Yeah, yeah. which my RetroPie also does. Oh, what? It, it gives you all the. I've won, no, just for. I've set it so when you turn it on, you can set it to have a splash screen, but you can also set it to play audio. Okay. So it's got a splash screen video and it's got can the I PS1 guess which... audio. Oh, oh, so, oh, sorry. There was the one I was What other guess. one was it going to be? Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so, but we're going to be talking about the fifth gen, fifth gen era. And that covers a whole load of consoles. I put some other ones in here that I didn't really know about. The Panasonic 3DO, I see there. That was yeah, that was on there. But the, the first thing that I wanted to talk about because this has got 32-bit and 64-bit, 
But when we're talking about bits, you've got the you're talking about graphics when it comes to the consoles, and not to get confused with the audio sample bits, rate, which is the sample. Uh, no, which is the bit rate. What? The sample the sample rate would be forty four point one. Okay. Um, kilohertz. Okay. The bit rate would be like sixteen bit, or we're recording right now in twenty four bit. Okay. And then it'll get mixed down to sixteen bit. So, they're the two things. So you've got the <laughs> you've got the cut out that bit because I got it wrong. You've Just... got the thirty two bit and sixty four bit graphics. Okay. And then on the audio, you've got sixteen bit, or we're recording in twenty four bit right now. You've got the audio side. That's the bit rate, and then the sample rate is like a separate thing with the audio. But when we're talking about bits in the fifth gen era, thirty two and sixty four bit, we're talking about the um, graphics processor of the console. And that's where the Nintendo got its name. Nintendo 64. That was my one. That, that was, was your one. You had that one? I had that one. I didn't have that one. Got it. The best Christmas present ever. No, that was the PlayStation, actually. <laughs> no, the PlayStation and N64, though, this is something oh, I looked this up ages ago, but I don't remember the details now. I just remember I never liked the graphics on the N64. So It's the circular thing, isn't it? It's Nintendo... Everything on there was blocky, yeah. whereas everything on the PS1 was much more angular and sharp. Yeah, yeah. And there is a reason for that. I have no idea. Tomb Raider's boobies. Yeah, like those. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to get through that bit just so that if we're talking about 32-bit or whatever, then people know what we're talking about. It's not 32-bit audio. Yeah. Does that exist? Um, I would assume so. Why would you not use the highest quality audio that you could use? Because... There's no audible difference after... So I think we, if you trained well, you can just about here between 16 and 24 bit. Okay. But after that... Why does it go 16, 24, not 16, 32? Why are you asking me these questions? Because you're an audio man. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Not for these ones. Okay. I don't know. I just know you can hear the difference between 16 and 24. Um... But you, then above that, you can't hear anything. No. and But then the quality that everyone kind of decided was the de facto, this is the quality, was um, 16-bit okay. and 44.1. That's CD quality. Yeah. I think DVD quality, though, isn't 44.1. It's 48. Okay. Which is slightly different. But What about Blu-rays? I think that's 48, too. Okay. Unless it went up to 96, but that would be a waste of space. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure about You've Blu-rays. You've got enough space on Blu-rays. Yeah. 60 gig you can fit on a Blu-ray. 60 gig? Silly, isn't it? Well, we're going to talk about how much you can fit on like the discs and everything in this era. Cool. Because, yeah, there's quite a big... This was the era that I think had the most difference across all the consoles. Yeah. And it was the emergence of like what we've got now. And it was the birth of PlayStation. Yeah. And did you know, do you know about the history of the PlayStation, right? Um, that they were working with Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, but the guy who was, I think, working on the sound chip for Nintendo or something, he was doing it while working for Sony, but doing it on the side. He hadn't told Sony. Oh, okay. So they almost got fired, but then Sony were like, oh, no, what you're doing is actually really good. Oh, no, okay, let's keep on doing this. But then it all fell apart, didn't it? Uh, The story I heard was that Nintendo approached Sony and they were like, look, right, we'll do... Right, Nintendo approached Sony and they said, we're doing this cartridge thing, but we've heard that discs are the future. Mm. And then Sony were like, cool, we'll make a thing that attaches to the SNES and you can do discs on the SNES. And then while they were making it, they were like, we, no, could, we're gonna do we that. could probably make this our own thing. And then they released a PlayStation. Is that true? I think that is true, yes. But I think before that, I think the guy working at Sony was working on the side, helping out Nintendo with the audio um chip specifically so it was just to do with the audio it wasn't actually to do with no that first bit but then i think 
then they decided to do the um, CD thing you were just talking about. Yeah. Which never came to fruition because Sony was just like, oh, we're just going to do this ourselves. Yeah. And make a really good console. Yeah. It was a good console. It was. But you had the N64. I did. I got it for Christmas, specifically for GoldenEye and Zelda. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I got it for a game. I didn't get it because it was like, this is the superior console. It's got higher graphics and a better RAM. I got it because I wanted to play GoldenEye. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's why I'd get any sort of console. That's why I got a PS4, for the exclusives. Yeah. I guess we didn't really think of it in those terms then, but it was that same idea. It's like, well, the Sega had Sonic and uh, Nintendo has Mario yeah. and Zelda. So you get what one you like, I guess. Or you, but you get what one your parents give you. Yeah. <laughs> you get what one you ask for, William, if your parents if are good enough. If you're being enough. a good boy. <laughs> um, but I was going to start with, yeah, this 3DO interactive multiplayer, I think is the official name for it. I was going to start off with that one because I hadn't heard of this at all. I've heard of it only because of the AVGN uh, series on YouTube, uh, Angry Video Game Nerd. Oh, that yeah. And he, he he's really good for learning all, all of the bits. If I'd say... A listener, if you would like to learn things, don't listen to this. Watch his TV series. TV? YouTube series. It would be much more succinct. Succinct, is that the word? I think so. Succinct? Yeah. No, S- succinct. Succinct. <laughs> God, yeah, don't listen to us. <laughs> we can't even say the word succinct. Um, yeah, no, his, 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 uh, his are good. And he's also got all of it. He can hold it and give oh, you facts. Good. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. we've never even seen one. No, I'd never heard of it until I just went to do the research for this episode. What is it then? Um, it was one of the very first consoles to use CDs instead of cartridges. Oh. So it actually used CDs. It came out in 93. And so if they're using CDs, obviously it meant they had um, much more storage, so you could have higher quality audio. So when you say it came out in 93... The console what, came out in 93. Yeah, yeah, what are the years of the PS1 and the N64? PS1's 95, N64 I think was 96. Yeah, okay. PS1 is 95. So N64. it came out way before them couple of years yeah yeah three years before the n64 yeah that's crazy it was the first console with 32-bit graphics so basically it had the best graphics around it could do 3d polygons and stuff um what happened to it i would assume maybe it came out too expensive because it was a bit ahead of its time maybe it just didn't kick off that well i mean were there any exclusive games well the games that are made for it mostly it um had arcade games could be ported to it oh so it had like street fighter yeah because it had the 32-bit graphics then it was like the first console where you could really get the full arcade game and move over to there. So it was more used for that. It blew my mind when I found out arcade games had laser discs in them. Not all of them, but some of them had laser discs in them. I didn't know this. Yeah. You know what laser discs are? Are they the giant, giant, the huge, huge like vinyls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a vinyl-sized DVD, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, some arcade um, machines had laser discs in them. Oh. Like Dragon Quest, is that one? No, not Drag. Is it? Oh, I don't well, know. Maybe it sounds like a game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think a Dragon Quest. I think is a JRPG. Yeah, something like Dragon's Lair. Boom! I remembered it. Right, because they had uh, all the animated bits in it. <laughs> no, but they had you like mean, you like know hand drawn. Yeah. Oh, okay. So to, to and that was all running off this disc, off of a laser disc. Oh. Yeah, crazy, right? And yeah. I'm guessing no one wanted a console that you had to buy laser discs for. No. What's, and so this one used CDs, yeah. which are, are a lot smaller, yeah, well, more manageable. In, nice, very um, nice. But yeah, apparently it, it was most known for its arcade ports, and that was about it. Um, and then was it notes, ever released in... Was it a Japan-only thing? I think it was released in Europe and North America. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure the dates are written down, 93. I think it was released earlier in Japan. I'm sure it was released, yeah. yeah. In 
Europe and North America. But it had, what did I write down? It had 16-bit audio um, DSP. And DSP is the digital sound processor. So what it couldn't do, unlike the consoles we will talk about, it couldn't do like live, actual, real recordings. It could just do MIDI, essentially. So what, samples, it couldn't do like... No, it could just run... It ran the MIDI, um, in air quotes. It's not really MIDI. It's just instructions for the sound processor. But okay. Basically, just call it MIDI for now on. Yeah, yeah. It'd run those through it and then just send out the audio from there. Wow. So it wasn't like the other consoles where you could have a whole recording, an actual song, that kind of stuff. So even though it had um, really good graphics, the sound still wasn't up to par. Okay. It was a bit meh. So that's kind of where it fell behind there. But it was also, on the audio, it was the first time we had the like CD sample rate, the 44.1 sample rate. Okay. First console to ever do that. When were CDs released, like, uh, you know, music-wise? When um, were CDs released? I don't know. The popular music album released on compact disc was The Visitors. 1981 by ABBA. The first 50 titles were released in Japan, 1st of October, 19, October? October. October 1982, the very first of which was a re-release of the Billy Joel album. Yeah, so fucking years ago, mate. 1982. It, <laughs> 36 years ago, specifically. Okay. That's, and that's on. releasing to the public. I would assume CDs themselves were, would have been around before that, because obviously they would have to be invented first. Yeah. They must have been around before that. Like, I'm thinking... I don't know, government, army, agency stuff. Really? <laughs> they have they have technology before, don't they? Yeah. Do so, they? I think so. Do, Maybe, uh, I don't know. Do have they, I just been listening to too much Alex Jones now? <laughs> sitting on the way here. He's talking about, yeah, and they have all this stuff. <laughs> the government had mini discs in the 1950s. <laughs> I don't know why he sounded like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, so CDs. This. Okay, yeah, I was, just, I was just thinking like, you know, maybe they were the forefront of... Uh, like oh and now you can play music cds on this thing and but probably not no i don't think it was it was just you had the games that was it and they didn't have everything was still run through the sound chip so it had to produce all its own sound still wow so but that that is all the info i have on that um but i i wrote a little i wanted i wrote down a game for each one of these consoles basically okay but we can pick anyone but because i didn't know any games for this i had to go Look, look them up and Google find them. one that sounded good. So I was going to play a snippet of one called Gex. Um, which is that is, the lizard guy? Is the, what, is a gecko. Oh. Yeah. So they had, what was it, um, on the PS1, they had Gex Le- um, Legend of the Gecko or something, was it? Was that the Let's one? Have a look. Gex series. So they had Gex on this one. I thought the soundtrack was pretty cool. N64. Yeah. Gex Enter the Gecko. Enter the Gecko. But they had one on the PS1. But so they had. It? He's this a is, facsimile of James Bond. Yes. Yeah, this is this is a sample of Gex from the um, 3DO. You sent me a WhatsApp message and asked you were talking about something, and then you talked about seven four. Yeah, and well, it could be seven eight. Isn't it? it could be either, couldn't it? Uh, yeah. 
But it, you were talking about seven four, seven eight, and how to count it, and then you count it in this way. It, well, no, it wasn't. It's just that I didn't know that you could count it in this way. Okay. Uh, to be fair, I do do the same thing as you. I count beat a four, beat a three, yeah. seven. Well, that feels like seven, or beat a three, beat a four. Yeah, 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 because depending on what the song's doing. I'm thinking of drums. So if you've got drums behind it, or where you, basically where are you putting the emphasis? Where the snare goes. Yeah, where the snare goes. Or if you don't have drums, where are you putting the emphasis when you're playing it? Yeah. So you can have three and then four, or you can have four and then three. But the way I found out through Adam Neely, mm-hmm. his brilliant YouTube channel. Yes. Because he was talking about polyrhythms, his latest thing is all about polyrhythms. And he does this horrible polyrhythm because there's a shop in America called 7-Eleven, which you've definitely, probably definitely heard of. Mm-hmm. And he was talking uh, about... been to. Oh, you've been to? Oh, yeah, you went to LA, didn't you? Um, and uh, he, he was talking about uh, a, a hilarious musical meme where you go to 7-Eleven and do a 7-Eleven polyrhythm in 7-Eleven. But a 7-Eleven polyrhythm is disgusting. It has no flow. I hate it. It doesn't sound nice. Some polyrhythms that are crazy, there's another guy called J- Jacob Collier. Have you ever heard of this guy? Nope. I'll send you a link to him. It's pretty cool. Okay. He does a thing where he counts 12 over 17 and it sounds nice. It has a rhythm that sounds cool that you can make sense of. You can flow to it. You know, you can feel the rhythm. So are you, when you say 12 over 17, are you talking about... So that's not a time signature because you'd have time signature would be like an eighth note. We okay. Don't, we don't have no, 17. that's not you're a time signature. About, you're talking about 17 Polyrhythms. Beats, yeah, and, and 12, 12 beats, beats that beats last the same it. amount of time as the 17. Yeah, because yeah. I've only ever gone up... Like I taught this the other day, trying to teach uh, crotchet triplets. Okay. So that's doing three over two. So one, two, one, two, and then... Yeah, so I think, I don't know. One, two, three, one, two, three. Okay, like cool. That. Yeah, yeah, But I don't think it's not going to pick up the bass. I'll put in. I'll put in. Really? <laughs> this is a tangent. It is a shit. tangent, but that's, that's what I was teaching the other day. Yeah, yeah, so, cool. And I teach that in terms of triplets. So you have one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And basically, you just join each triplet up. So you have triplet eighth notes. If yep. you join each one up, you go, so it'd be one and a, two and a, three and a, four and a. You yeah. end up with one, uh, then you miss out the two. So you miss out one every time. And then you end up with crotchet triplets. Oh, okay. So and that's a rhythm of a, three two, over and two. A, one and a, two and a, like that. The way he taught how to do the 7 11 rhythm. Yes is you write out seven beat, literally write out one to seven, and then write that out however many times. The joys of your living room also being your front door. I have that as well. When someone knocks on the door, it's really scary because you're really close. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, you write out seven... So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You write that out in rows of seven, like 11 times or whatever, and then you circle every 11th beat. Okay. So number one, and then it would be like number three, or no, number four on the next row. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then you tap out seven with one hand, yeah. and then the other hand, you tap out the every time that other beat happens. Okay, yeah. And that's how to work it out. But the 7 and 11 doesn't fit together. We never talked about how to count to seven, which is the only reason I fucking did this. <laughs> you go, so to count out eight, you can go one and two and three and four and one and two and three and four. and. But to do seven, you just miss out the final and on the four. So you go one and two and three and four, one and two and three and four, one and two and three and four, one and two. And that's seven. And it, I, I think that flows nicely. Yeah. I think it helps, but it's, yeah. Instead of counting three and four. It doesn't matter. Why are we talking about this? Why did I bring it up? Uh, I don't know. Tangents. 
Right. Um, consoles? The... the uh, right, okay, so... Well, the next one I had... You, listener, you just heard Gex, the sounds of uh, a, a, a game you've never heard of <laughs> on a console you've never played. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, we sure did. And now we're going to listen to... No, we're not. Now we're going to talk about... Another console. That you've never heard of. Well, I think played. people have heard... Well, people have definitely heard of Atari. Oh, they've heard of the Ataris. Yes. Yeah. But the Atari Jaguar or Jaguar. Jaguar. Um, again, released in 93. It's the same year. This one still used cartridges. Um, but no one ever played it, so let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> we could, genuinely. We could, no, what, uh, what titles are on it? I bet it's got some weird Double Dragon title on it or something. Well, the notes that I made, basically this one still used cartridges. It was the very first console with 64-bit graphics. So again, before the N64, even better graphics than the other one that just came out with 32. Yeah. So it had 64-bit graphics. Um, but apparently it didn't really take advantage of the um, of the power due to lack of developers wishing, uh, willing to push the console to its limits. Like It, it just couldn't get developers. Too much, too, mu- too much effort for them to make the games, I guess. It sounds like it. Um, and again, it had the same kind of audio as the other one, 16-bit DSP audio. Uh, but it's limited by small hardware memory, so music still didn't sound great. Mm. But on this one, I wanted to do a very quick example of, because I'm sure lots of listeners have played Rayman on the PS1 yeah. and many other games. So Rayman was actually on this. What, before it was on the PS1? Well, it might have been the same time as the PS1, but it was on this console as well. Yeah. So if you've heard the PS1 version, then I wanted to play a track on here, which is going to be the Atari Jaguar version, and you can hear kind of how crappy it sounds. Now to now onto relevant consoles that Ugh. everyone had, apart from the Sega Saturn. Yeah, my, yeah, I have to do have to mention that one in terms of. Let's do that one first, then. You want to do the Sega Saturn first? Yeah, because it's another outcast, another useless one. Sega's last ever console was it? No, you had the Dreamcast. Oh, of course, one of my favourites actually. But that what would am I be talking about. That doesn't come Gen under 6. this. Yeah, Gen Six. Yeah, yeah but oh, dropping everything. Um, but yeah, that one was a bit. I don't know. That I didn't like- have much again either. You're wrong. Because it had loads of uh, original titles that are classics. Crazy Taxi. Crazy Taxi. It had the Shem- fishing game. That was good. Shemui. Uh, Rachel really likes Sonic. Oh, yeah, because obviously Sega. Yeah. So the Sonic game on there, Rachel loves. But that has the most horrible camera I've ever seen. In- Actually, no, it can't be the most horrible camera I've ever seen in the game. There must be worse. But it's got a really horrible camera. Um just goes wherever it wants can't yeah. see what's happening around you yeah. and i don't think you can turn it around yourself because it was only one analog stick wasn't yeah. it so you use the analog stick to run around and then the camera's like oh, i'm trying to keep up oh you want to go that way well, what's behind you i don't know and then you <laughs> die and fall off a cliff oh. but rachel has completed it multiple times and she loves it what the dreamcast version yeah what it what is it got a specific name um yeah sonic <laughs> <laughs> it's just called sonic adventure uh, what an adventure what a magnificently shit adventure. So the Sega Saturn had CDs as well. It did. Yeah. Which should it should have done really well. But did you know you didn't have a Sonic game for the Sega Saturn? None whatsoever? Nope. Huh. There was one in development, but it never got released. And that's one of... 
So Sonic, I think, accounted for 50% of the sales, um, they think, about 50% of the sales for um, the Mega Drive. Drive. So if you don't have Sonic on this next console... Why would people buy it? Say, what, like, what have they got on it that you Virtual couldn't get on Fighter. It? <laughs> it's the only game I can think of that was on the Sega Saturn. Did it have a startup noise? Would they have just used the same as the other ones with the Sega? Oh, that was a really good impression of it. Thanks. Put that over it. <laughs> um, while you're looking that up, I'll talk a bit more about it. So it had 32-bit graphics, 16-bit audio, and it allowed up to 32 channels of audio compared to the PS1, which only had 24 channels of audio. quite cool oh, it's quite cool I hadn't heard that it sounds a bit like the Playstation one at the beginning yeah maybe it's well, maybe it's the same synth yeah I'm sure the Playstation because I found the synth didn't I I talked about that before yeah and then you couldn't find the video yeah, on YouTube yeah that took bloody ages <laughs> um, but yeah it had so it had 32 channels of audio and the PS1 had 24 wow so um, superior sort of yeah superior um, the sound chip it could also do FM synthesis um, like the Mega Drive yep so you could have the best of both worlds there. But I wrote down and said, um, basically just couldn't compete with the PS1 and then the later released uh, N64. It only sold 9.26 million units worldwide. Okay, that sounds like a lot though, William. You're going to have to put that into context. Sounds like, so if I put it into context of the PS1, which um, sold, I think it was the first console ever to hit 100 million units sold. Okay, uh, yeah, that's like a tenth of the... Yeah. And wow. I think the Sega Saturn, they had, was out. They produced it for four years and they just went, nah. No, so no, no Sonic game, nothing like that. Um, but I think, yeah, they just went, no, we're not making any money from this. Not going to work. <laughs> let's just, let's make games for other companies. Yeah, and then make the Dreamcast later on. But, so I went, I went searching on YouTube again and tried to have a look for a soundtrack that, that would sound good on the Sega Saturn. So you I couldn't picked, find one. <laughs> I did find one. I did find one, actually. Go on. I found one. It's called Enemy Zero. Yeah, and 16-bit audio quality. And so here, here is one of those tracks, which I think sounded very nice. Now for the relevant consoles. The, the Sega Saturn was kind of relevant. Oh, yeah, I think I some even said people, that last time. Some people would have had one. Some Idiots. One of the 9.26 million people. Yeah, the weird kids. Those ones. Yeah. yeah. Who really... That'd be such a bummer, though, if you really, really enjoyed the Mega Drive and was like, I've got to get the next one. I'm going to get a Saturn. And then no Sonic game comes out and it's just a bit of shit. And you're like, well, mm. right. And your parents like, I thought you liked video games. I got this especially for your birthday. And, and then you feel bad and you grow up with guilt for years. This sounds like a memory, William. <laughs> nope. I didn't have one. No. What did you have then? I had a SNES and then I went to the PlayStation. Oh, the so first you, one. You could call it a PS1, but no, officially the PS1 is, is what? It's the little roundy, the little tiny, tiny little roundy. In my mind, the best looking console there was. Are you joking? No, that is the best looking console. You are The PS1. <laughs> I'm actually angry at you for saying that. It's so cute. 
But that's not what you want from a console. It is. Let me quickly think about what my favourite console is. I think the GameCube's one of my favourite looking consoles. It had a again, handle on the but back that's, of it. Again, that's a cute little purple box. Purple? GameCube was purple, wasn't it? Uh, uh, hundreds of different colours of the GameCube. I have three oh, of them upstairs. Really? <laughs> yeah, all different colours. I have the limited edition platinum version, I have the limited edition white <laughs> version, and I've got a normal uh, black one, I do believe. Oh. No, I don't think that is my favourite looking console. I mean, nowadays they're just like architectural buildings, don't they? Like The PS2 looks like a building. Yeah, a blocky kind of... PS3 the 360, looks like a... The 360 was kind of more rounded, like you've got there. The only one that you've got, yeah. The Xbox, the original Xbox was ugly. Huge. And that, that was, was a Huge, monster. heavy, ugly, and I didn't like that one because it was too much like a computer. Loved it. Did you? Yeah, I absolutely loved the Xbox. Why? It was something, again, it was... The feeling I got from games, it was the fact that I think they pushed it to its limits. So when you're playing something like Halo or something, things are rendering as you're watching the cutscene or as you're, as you're about to start playing that bit. Yeah. And I'd only experienced that kind of stuff on PCs before. Yeah. So when I played that, I was like, oh, this is like a computer. And not it had realizing a hard drive. That, not really, and it had a hard drive and made by Microsoft. Not realizing that they're all computers, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know that you one, mean, I was yeah, like, yeah. This, is, this is like a computer, that's lame. Oh, I don't, I'm not a PC gamer. No, and now look at us. Yeah. Um, so the Sony PlayStation. The Sony PlayStation. Or people call it the PSX as well, that's the yeah. other name. But the X, I think that was its sort of... It's what it was called after the PS1 was released, wasn't it? No, I don't think the PSX is an official name. Okay. I thought it stands for PlayStation Experience. Huh. But I think that was its kind of code name almost when it was in development hey do you remember code names <laughs> do i remember code names well i remember when the the gamecube was going to come out it was called the dolphin oh yeah the playstation experience yeah what an experience it was it was actually wasn't it now i think the thing that the playstation had above all consoles is mm-hmm. that it had an thousand games for it yes um let's be honest 50 percent, possibly more were shite Possibly, but there was enough that you didn't care because you yeah. didn't have to play them. Yeah. Should we go? Should we do that thing again where I go favorite favorite PlayStation game, William? You're asking me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Favorite PlayStation game is very tricky because it's because there's an thousand of them. Yeah. So ooh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. Yeah. Was very good. Yeah, it was very very good. Um, but I'd was probably... is a very like pertinent it's... word there. Yeah? Yeah, trust. They're not very good anymore. They are. Oh, number one isn't because... Rubbish. Couldn't manual. No. But number two, you could do the reverts, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and once manual. Once you could do that, yeah. Once yeah. you do that, you're sorted. Yeah. Um, but, well, this goes into the sound of the PlayStation because that made use of being able to use real music because you just had real music on it. It was a CD. Yeah, which was amazing. How big are CDs? Do you know? Uh, 16 meg. 650. Oh, a lot more than I yeah. thought. Oh, yeah, okay. loads more. Well, nice. you think a CD, a CD now? You listen, you get CDs now. Yeah, I don't know what I was got, thinking. I don't know. Ask me the question again. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know how big CDs are? No! <laughs> <laughs> but you do, I just told you. Yeah, but I'll say it wrong again. <laughs> 650 meg, which meant you could put a shit ton of stuff on there. So yeah. you actually had enough room to use live, like real tracks. Yeah. Um but you generally couldn't fill up an entire game with real tracks like that. But with Tony Hawk's, I think it was a bit different because you had well, you had a few real tracks and they would obviously just 
play they would just loop around you had songs yeah yeah you had songs three minute tracks and so you didn't use up all the space but i think stuff like final fantasy they would have real tracks in the cutscenes. so in like final fantasy 7 which was the one that blew everyone away and was like wow 3d graphics and this is amazing and there's 20 discs yeah well how many was it three nine nine I don't know, three. I hated them. I think it was three. I I see, I've got it again on the RetroPie. Yeah. started it and I'm having to use the save states a lot. I'm because... like, you do know I'm the only one of my friends who doesn't like the Final Fantasy series. I'm an outcast yeah. amongst my peers. I think it's... I feel like I have to like it yeah, and I have that's, to play it. Maybe so that's why to... I don't like it, is because everyone... But then that's just me being a contrary fucker. But I think it's because with Final Fantasy VII, when that came out, it blew people's minds because yeah. you had this real live like orchestral tracks yeah so you had that in the cutscenes, but because the game was so big then the rest of the game had to be filled up with like again midi stuff yeah um so you couldn't use the audio throughout the entire thing but would you say william that maybe the midi tracks are even more iconic than the orchestral tracks maybe yeah i think that maybe was just exposure to them yeah i think there was also an issue when they ported it to the pc because you can get final fantasy 7 on the pc now but I think they messed up with all the... They put, like, standard MIDI in there or something, and it wasn't using the same chip the chip or the Set. synths that it uses in that original one. Okay. So when it came to the PC, it sounded really crap. Yeah. Apparently. Who plays it on a PC? People who don't have PS1s. Or people who want to play it now. Who but doesn't own a PS1? I don't know. I've got two in my loft. I've got a chipped one. Have you? Yeah. That's amazing. So I can play all the... Like, write stuff to a disc and then pop it in and play it. Yeah, I don't know. There's not much that I really wanted to say more on that, apart from it sounded bloody amazing because it was a CD. And the big thing, they had loads of developers all going onto that because yeah. when people saw, I think when the developers, they saw the limitations of, like, the N64 and stuff, they went... So I think it was Square, because it wasn't Square Enix at that point, was it? it was Square, Square Soft. Square Soft. Yeah. They saw the N64 and went, no, nah, we're not going to make it for that. We're going to go on to here because we want to do these big, big things. Wasn't there that other thing about Nintendo kind of cutting and shooting themselves in their own feet where uh, they wanted that Nintendo seal of approval and then people were like, well, Sony are just saying we can knock anything out, mate. And yeah, well, and the adverts there. for Sony as well were way more like sexual and like is that the thing where they were like nintendo shit you should try sony boobies vaginas we've got it all look at lara croft yeah or the the one advert i just saw um before i came here was a it was a picture and i think it must have appeared in the playstation magazine or something yeah and oh was it nina her name was or is it some character i think of a fighting game yeah and it's like uh soul caliber yeah it's it's something i can't remember a name could be ivy I think it started with an S. I can't remember. Let's call her Nina for now. Okay, Because cool. I'm thinking of Nina, I think, off of Tekken. Right. But it's got, like, a picture of her, sort of, quite scantily clad. Nice. And then, nice. down the side, it's got, like, Nina says this, Nina says that. And then, at the bottom, it says, um, uh, something about... controller. Basically. But it's like, oh, now you can give her a kiss. It's like, give Nina a kiss. And then it says, Nina didn't say, Nina says. And then it's like, now she's going to beat you up. Oh, keep on going, William. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just those kind of weird... It was a much more adult console. Yeah, I think that 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 was one of those things where they maybe realised that the market was there. It was like, why are we advertising to children when we can? People well, the parents are the one who have the erections. money. Erections. <laughs> Let's exploit those erections. Yeah, the parents have the money though. They're the ones. The kids are going to go. Oh, I want this, but the parents have the ultimate choice. And my dad would always he would buy games. Yeah. With the you know idea of playing them. Yeah. But never would. 
<laughs> so I'd play them all. Yeah. So like here, buy Grand Theft Auto, like the original one of that, and all of those things, and then just not have time. Because he worked too much. Boah. Adults, eh? It's bloody I'm glad I'm not one. Being an adult. What? <laughs> it's a pain in the ass being an adult. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's boring. Uh, no, no, it's not. Is it not? I don't know. I think I'm having more fun now than I did, like as a teenager, definitely. Yeah, what yeah. was your favourite game? Metal Gear Solid, William. Really? <laughs> well, that's mine. No, Go on, have that one. I just want that to end there. <laughs> it's just. Uh, I like. I really liked. Um, uh, Micro Machines V3. That game's mm. fucking amazing. That was. Um, I really like uh, all of the multiplayer type games, to be honest. I know Metal Gear Solid is not one of those, but. Uh, and I also can't name any others. But Micro, Machine, <laughs> <laughs> Micro Machines, Metal Gear Solid, Tony Hawks. Tony Hawks. What other great ones? I think I enjoy um, Soul Reaver. That was another really good one. Didn't like that one. No. No. Nah. Ow. Ow, you idiot. <laughs> How could you not like it? No taste. No bloody taste. I wanted to play a track from the PS1, but... Oh, yeah, we ended before you did that. What what were you chosen? I don't know. Well, I was just going to... I chose... Um... Final Fantasy. Surely you chose Final Fantasy. No, I chose the end theme from Metal Gear Solid, actually. Cool. Um... Is that the one where you're, like, on a jet ski? Yeah. Well, way. actually, there's two endings to Metal Gear Solid, isn't there? Yeah, Because you can, can kill Metal, Metal Gear... And then you cannot kill Metal Gear Rex, can't you? Is that true? No, no, I think you kill Metal, you kill Metal Gear every time, but I think it's whether you save Meryl or not. Oh. And that, I'm sure, is... De- oh, I can't quite remember. It's dependent on something you do previously in the game. It's, I think it's, e- I think it's, it's to the torture. It's Otagon, isn't it? I think it's the torture section. I think it's if you give in to the torture, like you don't get past that bit, then Meryl dies at the end. But if you do it, then Meryl lives at the end. I oh. think that's what it is. Because is it Otagon, that uh, nerdy matey? You go off with him on the jet ski into yeah, the Yeah, instead distance. of Meryl. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So ahead of its time. My favourite bit, can we just say my favourite bit of yeah. Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. The most amazing, like... Is this a controller bit? Yes. Yeah. It's genius. Yeah. So there's a character, Sni- is it Sniper Wolf? No, Sniper Wolf is the snipery woman. This Oc- is Praying Mantis. Praying Mantis. It? I think. And he can... He's Psycho Mantis. Psycho Mantis, because he's go. got brain powers. Yes, brain... <laughs> And he can, he, he, you, you're like, I'm going to shoot you, you prick. And you go to shoot him and he's like, ha ha, I can read everything you're doing. I know exactly what you're going to do. So to get past it, you have to pull the controller out of port one and put it in port two. And then he's like, how are you doing this? Also, he reads your memory card as well, I'm sure, doesn't he? Yeah, he He reads out games that you've played. Which is crazy. So cool. Also, you can defeat him without putting the controller in the next one. How do you do it? just be really good at the game I don't oh fuck that noise no but you don't this so without the internet how do you you don't know to pull that out and put no. it, that's nothing you would ever do so that's why I spent like it ages doing it in that one so I'm sure I wouldn't have thought of taking it out of there no 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 one would but it would be that thing you'd hear on the playground be like did you know did you know you, t- you take it out and you put it back in oh wow yeah so <laughs> yeah I want to play a track from Metal Gear cool it was cool and iconic and used lots of real audio and was amazing and i think that again that was an adult game that was another one where one of the first proper adult games it had adults well, of 15 they had adult themes yeah it was talking about like nuclear war and just when you say adult themes you mean boring i mean yeah i suppose military military corrupt politicians new world order all that kind of stuff <laughs> yawn <laughs>
So, N64. Now, that was the one I had. You had this one. You can talk. We have already talked about this. We did a bit, but what... What I'm going to ask the question now. What was your favourite game on the N64? You've already said... It's got to be the Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Or Snowboard Kids. Snowboard Kids. Please, please. You know at the end of the section you play a song? Yeah. Pick a song from Snowboard Kids. All right, let it's me make a so good. Snowboard Kids. Um, yeah, it was just a, a snowboarding game, but I think it was probably the game I played the most on that. Um... Yeah, it was like really cartoony. I'd really like to play it again, actually, to see how crap it is now. I'd probably get really frustrated by it. But it's got all those uh, amazing sound effects with like, yeah, hi, <laughs> like all those sort of sound effects. And go on, you can do it. But uh, do they, were they still, did they sound bit crushed on no, there? No, 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 they, they were absolutely, proper? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. go on, tell, tell me why the N64 was great. Um, it used cartridges. I still think cartridges are better than discs. The N64 had cartridges, which was strange because the PS1 had come out, or the PlayStation or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. The PlayStation had come out and the Sega Saturn had come out and they both used discs, which obviously you could put like loads of data on. Yeah. The N64 had cartridges and I think it had 64 meg compared to the 650 of the PS1. Wow. There's a big difference, isn't it? There is a big difference. So while it may have had its 64-bit DSP, which was the highest quality DSP, but it didn't allow for any live audio at all. So it still had the sound chip, still had everything running through that. But because of the limitation of space, you still, it basically, it sounded like the SNES. You still had... Surely not. <laughs> but surely not, because you would link going... <laughs> yeah, so you, well, you had, you had more room to do all that kind of stuff, but you still didn't have much room. So you still had to make the samples smaller. smaller. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so it, it was better than the SNES. But it was still kind of the same thing. And you had 64 channels to work with. So you could have 64 channels of audio. But because of the memory limitation, basically, you could never do that. But yeah, yeah. Because you just didn't have enough memory on the thing. You could use all 64 channels, but the song had to be two seconds long. Yes, and you wouldn't have any graphics. Oh, really? <laughs> well, that's that's literally using all the capabilities of the... the Probably whole. not. No, I don't know. But it's that kind of thing. You... Had- what? I was just going to say it had an ex- it had an extension it had an expanded RAM pack that you could was add that- to the N64. Did it? Yeah, you could take out the front of the N64 had like a little slot thing that you could take out. Right. And there were a few games that required you to have this RAM pack plugged into it. Ooh. I don't think any other console's ever done that, has it? I'm sure it has, but not that I, I remember. Know. What was the rumble pack? Was that something you added no, to the controller? No, that was in the controller. Was that so? The controllers didn't originally rumble. Nope. But you could add a. You pack. could add a rumble pack, and the memory cards went into the controllers as well. Mm. How cool is that? That is pretty cool. But you also had a really weird design controller. Yeah, <laughs> one that you couldn't use, like to its full capacity, unless you happen to own two thumbs. Yeah, it didn't. Well, on three, one hand, three hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've only got one thumb on one hand. I find it very hard to play games. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, you had to, because yeah, you could either use you, you, you're either forced to use the analog stick, which had the Z button, which was the trigger button, which I've realised mm-hmm. is on the left hand. How strange is that? Yeah, yeah or you could use the D pad, which had the the left shoulder button on it. But yeah, I still like those controllers though. I don't know why. I think is it's, it just nostalgia, or is it you like the feel of them? Like no, the I think it's nostalgia, and, the... and we're going back to me being a contrary fuck and being like, oh look, it's different. <laughs> look yeah. at it. Well, it looks like a spaceship. It had analog. Yeah, and that was that was the PS One didn't have initially. That initially, yeah, 
And then it did. And then it did. And then it was better because it had two of them and they were buttons. Yeah. But I hated them. I've said this many times on the podcast, I think. Yeah. Horrible Mm. things. Yeah, fair. But I think that's because... With the D-pad, everything's very... It's, you're going this Precise. way or that way. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the analog, you're like, whoa, look, it's all circular. Now it feels like an N64 and it was too smooth and I didn't like the... Yeah. I the don't... N64 had little um, divots in the... Uh, so it wasn't oh, a full yeah, circle. It, it, yeah. So it was kind of still a bit of a D-pad as well. Yeah. Except with the eight axes as opposed to four. Yeah. Well, what what um, song should we play for the N64? If we're going to play... Snowball Kids. Snowball Kids. I've already told you. I might have written that down in the wrong place. <laughs> I made a note. Oh, no, I did put it down. Snowball Kids. Yeah, there you go. Just find a song. Find the best one. Find the best one. Okay. Level two. Okay. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, what's my... Banjo-Kazooie. That was another good game. Oh, that. yeah. How could I even forget Banjo-Kazooie? Songs on that are good as well. That was written by Grant Kirkhope, who I think... Um... Was he in The Police? No. <laughs> that was... He was He was part of uh, Dire Straits. <laughs> So Grant Kirkup, so I just bought for the PS4 ukulele. Oh, the the, the it's meant to be like Banjo Kazooie, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. But I think I th- am I going to get this? I think Grant Kirkup did the music for that as well. Cool. Shall I look? I'm going to look this up now quickly. What do I'll you do want to look up? Did you know there was a sequel to Banjo Kazooie that Banjo was Tui. Yeah, and it was released right at the end of the N64's life. Yeah. So no one fucking played it. Oh. I think you needed the expansion pack for that as well. Oh, so okay. the, the two games I remember you need in the expansion pack for were yep. Diddy Kong Racing, <laughs> yeah. which was uh, a, probably, it was quite a cool game because it was like Mario Kart, except there was planes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And Perfect Dark, which Perfect was Dark. a shooty, shooty game. Shooter, yeah, 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 yeah. And that, that required the expansion pack. See, I think all my friends had N64s. Yeah. I remember everyone having one. You were, fr- you were friends with the cool people. That's what it was. You were friends with clever people yeah, sure who had the n64s yeah me me being one of them yeah. uh what am i looking up <laughs> um ukulele. ukulele made by three people yeah grant yeah david wise right oh, we mentioned david before didn't we donkey kong yeah. he was the one who did the really cool thing with the the limitations oh, of the with snares the pads. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and the third man who no one cares about steve burke is this so for the soundtrack yep that's the three people oh well, there you go so I think that's why it's like a successor almost of Banjo-Kazooie or Banjo-Tooie. So it has that very bright, cheery feeling. So I'll play a bit of Snowball Kids and then... You can I'll... if you want. I just remember... No, that's, that's my. That's for me. That's me. You. And that's you are my... part of this podcast. You are. <laughs> I want you to feel included. I gave you the good microphone today. <laughs> you did, actually. Thank you. That's why I sound very deep and bored. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. good aren't they aren't they yeah. memes. <laughs> memes. I just... we were browsing our phones the other day mm-hmm. android built into android if you google the word meme on android yeah. android comes up with a thing that says hey do you like memes why don't you create a photo folder for all your favorite memes do what? it now do how go onto chrome type in the word meme funny and meme then go on... funny oh i typed in the word meme painting so type in the word meme and then another word with a space mm, yeah we don't the listeners aren't gonna. Yeah, they can do it themselves. 
Yeah, okay. So I typed in meme painting. Right. I'm not quite sure what we're going to find. Okay. Images. Now start scrolling. Uh, everyone, are you all doing this with us? Yeah. This very exciting thing. Okay. Now scroll scrolling. through. Sure. Have you got a notification at the bottom of your phone? Yeah. Save your favourite memes. Create a memes collection that you can go back to later. Fuck off, Android. Oh, that's new. Yeah. So at the bottom, at the right bottom right hand corner, and you're on images. There's now a new thing I've never noticed before called collections. Yeah. So it knows you're searching for memes, so I guess it's suggesting a memes collection. Yeah. Do you reckon it would suggest a porn collection, or do you think it would just go... Give me a go, give me a go. <laughs> New, incognito. <laughs> uh, oh, no, we'll just put safe search on. It'll be fine. Wait, I'm not a child, I don't care. Um, <laughs> you just don't want your phone provider now. What are you typing in? I just typed in porn. Oh, boring. And I scroll down. No, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't suggest. It's still got the bit in the bottom right-hand corner for collections. But it doesn't suggest... Hey, I can see you like big boobies. Yeah. Do you want to create a collection for that? Anyway, that's an interesting thing there, isn't it? Let's close that tab. Rachel will be like, if she sees my search, she'll be like, why were you searching for porn at Lloyd's? What type of podcast is this? The best. Um, Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh... No. You could just say no. Um, is there anything else? I don't know. I, I want to book tickets to go to EGX REST. That's coming up in April. Cool. I like REST. REST is, if anyone else is going to REST, I will be there on, if there's still tickets on the, oh, I don't know, Thursday or Friday. I can't go on the Saturday because I'm going to Harry Potter world thing. Bleh. What do you mean? Bleh? It should be good. I haven't been before. Have you been? No. Well, do you like Harry Potter? No. <laughs> so. I, I, I'm 30 years old, William. <laughs> sure. You shouldn't like Harry Potter either. We've been through the C.S. Lewis stuff the, and the talking. You like the history of Harry Potter. Yeah, the history of Harry Potter. No, actually, that's the thing I think it's missing. I don't get the... I don't see much lore in Harry Potter. I felt it It's was, because she makes it up like later. Oh, Gandalf, it, Gandalf, bloody hell. <laughs> Dumbledore's gay. <laughs> yeah, I saw a thing the other day that was like, J.K. Rowling reveals that you, the reader, were gay all along. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm going to EGX Rest either on Thursday or Friday because Saturday I'm busy. But my friend um, Pete, who I was doing the podcast with, um, the, the, his one. His one, yeah. 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 Um, he is going to be there on Saturday and he is hosting a discussion panel. And I'm not sure if he's said publicly who he's got on it yet, so I'm not going to say. But he has, got some, he has got some special guests and some very good guests who have agreed to be on the panel and talk about video games and music with him. Is it Jim Sterling? <laughs> Um, no, it's not. I can say it's not that. Uh, but yeah, so that should be good. But I'm going to have to miss that. But I will be there on yeah, either Thursday or Friday. And I just like seeing... So I think EGX is a really good one to go to if, like you were saying, sifting through all the shit, trying yeah. to find some good indie games, just go to EGX and it's just... Because the shit games. ones can't afford to, to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, or they don't really care. Like the shit ones are going to be ones which are sort of... Yeah, they haven't got the budget to go, maybe, or... And they're made abroad, so they can't be bothered to come to England. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean. So all the stuff there is good, and they've got, like, the left field collection and a whole load of brand new stuff and weird indie games that are just out there and odd. Okay. I like odd games. Yeah. Oh, come to EGX. I could. I've never been to any sort of, like, video game... EGX Res is really good because of the size of it. So I went to the big EGX in um, Birmingham. Awful. Like, horrible. It's like going to a theme park, 
but busier and sweatier. <laughs> it was rubbish. I hated it. Like, I mean, like a busy theme park where you can't actually go on any of the rides. Yeah, it's yeah. too busy. Yeah, because all the fat nerds are getting in the way. <laughs> and so I just ended up in the indie collection anyway. But Rezd is really. I think they limit the amount of tickets, so you go there and it's nice and it's not busy, nice and quiet. But you can still chat to all the developers and stuff. And if you do queue to play a game, like if it's one of the main ones there, you might have to wait fifteen minutes. That's as busy as it gets. 15 normally, minutes isn't that much. No, but normally you'll just be, there'll be one other person playing in front of you. Hold it of the game, sit up, you just wait for that person to finish, jump on. And You're then, just seething the whole time they're playing. Come on, you've been playing uh, for so long. But the, dev, the devs are there, which is nice. So you can actually talk to them and ask them, oh, so how did you make this game? And what challenges did you find? But that, that could be cool to do a mobile podcast. Yeah. Could go see I'd be on that. Be there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Done. Sorted. Right. That is pretty much the end of the podcast. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, uh, um, through the chewing. I had fun. Yep, I did, I think. You yep. think? Yep. It's hard to gauge fun, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, while it's happening, you can be like, oh, this is fun. This is fun. And but then... if you're thinking about that while it's happening, you're not really in the moment. So you're no. not really having fun. Yeah. It's only when you look back on it afterwards, you think, yeah, that was all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <you> know, <laughs> yeah, it was all right. I had fun. I en- Thank you for letting me come round and record an episode That's in the right. living room. As and if... we've got cushions this time. That's nice. You had cushions last time. I remember my bum hurting a lot more last time. But that's nothing to do with the cushions, mate. That's your <laughs> ass. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, we we do have a Patreon. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, but we need we need ideas. What We need ideas to offer, offer our lovely I listeners. think people should just, instead of, uh, you know, right, right, giving us money and that. Yeah. I reckon people should just message us and say, "Hey, I listened to this." That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. If you've just if you've just listened to this and you don't speak to me on WhatsApp regularly, uh, then just say you're right. I, this was all right. Yeah. Or message me on Twitter. Or you've got uh... Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. At Lodins, spelled with a Z. So it's L O double D I N Z. I will say that again. It's L O double D I N Z. Most of it's welding stuff, though. I don't got any. It's just welding. It's but just they can still get in welding. touch with you there. Yeah, they can if they want. Yeah. Um, and it gets you through Will Helliwell. At Will Helliwell one on Twitter. Oh, that's so annoying every time. Well, just come up with a different name. But that's my name. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean like by deed poll. <laughs> I just meant, you know, you could, you could be like Willems. No, but that's my and it's if I change that now I'd have to change it everywhere and that would be a massive pain. Yeah. So just Will Helliwell one. With the number one. Yep. Every time. And yeah, message us, tell us you've listened, because if you're still listening at this point, well well done, you know. You've, you've listened through a lot of chewing. Yep. Um and let us know what you want us to like discuss or what your favourite games are or favourite video game music or anything. What or, you're sick of? What you're sick of in yep, yeah, what us. Us, talking, yeah, 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 no, just specifically us if sure. you're sick of us. Yep. Um, and or if you want to be on the podcast if they're a composer hey, or a hey, game developer that, that, that is a good one eh yeah. get, a, get a third in it you're going to have to get another microphone thanks for giving me the good microphone that's alright I'm going to mix it and EQ it so it sounds awful and this one sounds really good <laughs> thanks I'll just shout now yeah. so. <laughs> on that note <laughs> it was a G <sighs> the note it was a G yeah. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.